What's going on, Kenfo? Welcome back. Welcome back. Key to the City Podcast. I almost forgot the name of my own show. Let me fix my background. There we go. Welcome back, Kenfo. Key to the City Podcast. This is episode 37. Who, 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 who? We're making moves, man, in this season two. I appreciate everybody that's been uh, supporting the podcast, whether you like and comment and sharing. I appreciate it. You didn't have to do it, but you did. And uh, we sure enough thankful here at Key to the City. Um, I want to thank my last guest on episode 36. We were talking about bailout Mississippi, the cash bail system uh, in Mississippi, which is um, has been a, had a negative impact on poor communities and communities of color for years. And we want to get that system abolished. We had the Mississippi Bail Fund Collective on with us. We had attorneys, uh, Rakia Lumumba, as well as Miss Katie Poor. And we want to thank them for joining us dropping knowledge on the cash bail system and how we need to eradicate it and give people the proper opportunities uh, to come home while they're waiting for trial. Um, and just like with the last episode, we're going to continue to provide quality content, quality guests. And today's episode is no different. We're still kind of on that legal platform. Uh, we got history in the building, ladies and gentlemen. This young lady is making history and um, she hasn't even reached 30 years of age. I don't believe no, uh, but she's doing the damn thing. She's a native of Macomb, Mississippi, a graduate of South Pike High School, as well as uh, she earned her bachelor's in political science from USM, them Golden Eagles, and um, as well as her doctor of jurisprudence from Mississippi College uh, right there in the Jack. All within 10 years of graduating high school. She makes me feel like a failure, like I haven't put. <laughs> any effort into my life i just been flowing through she had a plan we're gonna find out how she was remain so focused and um the reason why i say she's made history because she was recently appointed to serve as the first african-american female judge pro tempore is that how you pronounce that yes. for macomb city in the city of macomb so we're so thankful to have her without further ado ladies and gentlemen boys and girls Welcome to the city, Judge Shaquina McKenzie. How you doing, Queen? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you for blessing us with your presence. Um, how's your day been so far? It's been good. Very good. Very quiet. So Yeah. Seems like a quiet day today. Calm, cool, and collective. Um, man, so much to get into. So many things I want to ask you. Um you know, usually in our communities, I'm not trying to stereotype us, y'all, so don't jump on me. Usually in our communities, uh, we want to grow up to do something in the entertainment industry. We want to be an athlete. We want to be a singer, which are natural natural talents for both. Um, then you have others that want to grow up to be doctors and nurses and lawyers. But we just don't see that as much that we want to come out of high school knowing our plan to be a lawyer what first sparked your interest in law in the first place? Well, I have a history of caring about people. Okay. And I've always been one that kind of took up from a classmates. If someone, right. the other one, uh, whoever was less fortunate, I felt like, let me speak up for those people. So my whole thing is I want to be a voice for the voiceless because mm -hmm. law, people do not know how to articulate 
what they need. They know what's wrong, but they don't know how to move about the legal system. So I want to be a speaker. I want to be that person, a liaison liaison between whoever it is, the corporation, whoever, and just say, hey, let's let's bring some justice here. Understood. What is it always your plan to study law or did you adopt it after high school? Um, so it has always been two things for me. And when I, when I got in college, it was kind of like when people, people ask the question, what do you want to be? It was two things. I wanted to be a lawyer or a model. And mm. it's like far away from the spectrum. Right. It's played as two totally different things. But my last semester in college, I decided to go the more practical route and chase my dreams of becoming a lawyer. And I, you know, put that other dream aside because I wanted to do something more practical. Makes sense. Um, and that would be interesting. You pulled that off and being able to do both. Hey, hey, I'm still young. (laughs) You definitely are. And speaking on that, that's a great segue. As I mentioned earlier in the introduction, you've accomplished so much in such a short time. Uh, A lot of us, when we're young and we're trying to find ourselves, we get knocked off our path. Uh, A lot of setbacks occur. Not saying that didn't happen with you, but it just seems like you had a plan from the start and you were able to see it to fruition. How were you able to maintain that focus? And, um, just not get distracted by outside influences. I have a really good support system. Mm -hmm. Anyone that knows me, they know my parents, they've been there from day one. They're still here. And I feel like that's important. Having that Mm -hmm. support system in the back. And when those times did get tough and when I did want to not really give up, but I was discouraged, I had a mother to call and encourage me along the way and to let me know and remind me why I'm on the path that I'm on. But as you said, backing up, I did have a plan. I remember when I was in high school, um, my mom asked me, you know, what do I want to do? She even asked me, what type of guy do I want to be with? Who like? And she made me write it down in a notebook. And Mm. My little sister actually just found that notebook not too long ago. And she looked at it and she said, you did everything on this notebook. Like you did everything you wrote down. And so I didn't write down to become a judge, but that's kind of just, you know, God blessing me even more beyond my dreams. Mm -hmm. But in terms of going to law school, becoming a lawyer, I wrote down the type of GPA I wanted, scholarship I It's just everything. I was very specific. And as you can tell, I do have a strong relationship with God. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was definitely important to me. And yeah, so I've just just pray and work. (laughs) Man, that's awesome. It's so refreshing to hear. Um, And I try to encourage people, uh, especially young people. You definitely have to write the goals down, you know, make it concrete. Look at it every day and try to do something each day to. reach that point of success that you feel is success for yourself. Um, so I applaud you. That's something I could never do. I think I had ADHD or something because <laughs> I was all over the place. But what are the, like, what's the process to becoming a judge? Do you have to be a lawyer for a certain amount of years or how does it work? Well, so for different types of judges is different requirements. Um, and it's- Okay. I'm sorry. First explain the type of judge you are. 
Okay, all right. So I'm a judge at the Macomb City Municipal Court. And there's some people kind of equate it to being sort of like a justice court, but it's a city court. We see all types of, of crimes that come through the city, whatever happens in the city that okay. will come to our court. Now, if it's a felony, then we handle certain stages of the case. But essentially what we're doing is we're trying to see whether or not there's probable cause for it to be bounded over to a grand jury. So what we handle on felony cases is preliminary hearings, but everything mm. else like felony wise, that would go on to a higher court and it would be out of our hands. So it's your small claims such as um, domestic violence. You have traffic, mm. um, you have different misdemeanor crimes. We would be able to sentence for those crimes. Gotcha. So that's the gist of the court type that I work at. And if I'm not mistaken, like certain cities, they have different requirements or they can have different requirements. But for me, I was voted in by the board and they pretty much sought after me and they voted me in and it was unanimous. I was surprised by that. So that's why I'm throwing that out there. It was yeah. But um, but yeah, so that's pretty much how I became a judge. But hold on, let me. Oh, we got her in action. <laughs> Let me get that off. So it was quiet before, right. before we started this. That's my first phone call, actually. So, yeah, uh, what was I saying? That it's different requirements. You were voted in by the uh, board unanimously. Yeah. Uh, but you were surprised by that. Yes. Yeah, so for me, I, of course, I am an attorney and I did go to law school. I did pass the bar exam. But for different people, I've heard different stories like they didn't. They may have had like a, a legal, not really legal, but law enforcement background. But mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessarily required. I think it should be, but it's not. <laughs> did you know that you would be making history? Uh, I did prior not. To the know. No, I wow. didn't. Who made didn't you aware know. of it? I didn't know until it was posted on Facebook. I found Stop out. Lying. I'm not. I'm <laughs> wow. not. Really, I did not know. Wow. Who posted that picture? It was, was the... it was the city. Okay. Yeah. It was the city that posted it. It was definitely a viral moment for you. Um and I did you... not expect it. <laughs> have you been contacted by any other outlets, media outlets? I have. I actually had um I had a show with this guy in New York. It was a mm -hmm. show or something like that. And I have um, a few other people. But so it may have taken me a while to get back to you. But that's not because I didn't want to do it. But truthfully, I'm getting out of my shell. Okay, okay. Yeah, because this I, I didn't expect this. And so mm. I'm kind of saying, all right, people want to hear from me. I need to let people hear from me because I guess I am a positive light and I'm speaking to myself still. <laughs> right. right. So if I can say anything to encourage at least one person, hey, stick on stick on the right track and stick it out. Things will work out for you. And I guess my message should be out there and I should at least speak on it. So, yeah, everybody needs to hear it. And people definitely want to hear your journey. You never know who you can inspire. Uh, especially the, the youth, um, you know, they have access to all this technology these days. Somebody come across this interview. Um, but you seem like a nice judge. Can you be, can you be, uh, yes, mean and straight uh -huh. by the book and yeah. Okay. 
So I am. I'm a very nice person, but okay. at the same time, I'm a very stern person. I do follow the law. And that's not even just like following the law. Let's just take it back to following the rules. That's right. me. I try to do the right thing. That's how I kind of live. That's how I try to live my path. I try to do the right thing in all aspects. So I am. I'm a very respectable person. I like to talk and try to reason things out. But um, yeah, I can't get on that level. <laughs> Would you hug a convicted criminal? Mm, No. You know why I asked you that? Mm, No, why? Uh, Because of the situation when the, uh, uh, I forget his first name, Botham Jean guy was killed by the uh, officer that mistook his apartment for hers. Yeah. And the judge and the brother was (laughs) hugging her and you know, let's not get into that. I'm not even gonna put you on the spot because I understand, you know, what yeah, position you're in right now. It's a deep question. Right, right, right. Yeah. So for people that may be looking to follow in your path, um, I've always heard these myths about law school. It's hard. I mean, I'm sure anything that's worth having is difficult to attain. But what would you be what would be your assessment of it? Like the journey um just through law school. And becoming and passing the bar, like explain mm-hmm. it for yourself, your experience. So I went to USM and mm-hmm. I I graduated with a really good GPA from USM. But this is how I operated. I was able to study for a test the night before. I was able to write a paper. Wow. Mm-hmm. Whether it was most of my papers range from like uh, 15, 10, 15, 20 pages. So I would write a research paper. I would think about it for like two days and I would write it for like three days. So mm-hmm. I would say I could write a paper in about three days, 10, 15 pages. Wow. All right. That's that's undergrad. Right. Go to law school. I could not do that. Right. <laughs> I cannot do that. So it turned up a notch. And I'm not saying that undergrad is easy, but when I made it to law school, I feel like it was. Okay, nothing. Law school, this is tough because whatever I was reading over the course of three days, I end up having to read it for one class each night. So I may I may have had two or three classes, and each class had Oh, gosh, like so many pages of reading just for that class. So maybe like 100 pages a night of night trying to read that and get all your information down. So then that's that night. Right. Now, when you go to class, our my school, they did something kind of like cold calling. So you never knew when you would get called on. But who wants to not know what they're talking about? Right. So I was trying to over over prepare for the next day, not knowing if today is my day to be called on or what have you. Right. School was very difficult. Most classes I had only two tests, and that would be a midterm and a final. So mm. that means. You have to pass both of them. Like you, you don't have a chance to kind of mess up. And I was the type of student that I couldn't miss a day of class. Now I'm very smart. I graduated with of course. Uh, Lottie. I graduated <laughs> from Lottie at MC Law, but I never missed a day of class. And mm-hmm. so the thing is for me, and I like to tell even my little sister because she wants to go down the same path that I'm going on. 
that I'm on right now. And I tell her, it doesn't matter how smart you are. If you feel like you're not smart, go harder. If you you feel like your classmate catches on faster than you, study longer. Mm. And that was just my whole key. I remember my first semester, I studied for my criminal law test during Thanksgiving break. My Mm. test wasn't until um, December, mid-December, like right right when that last day is. When I tell you, after I came back from Thanksgiving, I was ready for my test. Like, I, you could have just given it to me and I was ready for it. Yeah. But my class was probably 75 people in the class. And I made the highest grade out the class. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why is that? You put my, the time in. I put, I put the time in. And I would tell anybody, whatever you're doing, put the time in. You don't have to necessarily be the best to be the best. But once you put the time in, you level yourself right up with anybody else. Ooh, you just fired me up. Man, <laughs> I'm telling you, you should go ahead and be a motivational speaker as well. Really? So said, yeah, man, for real. I'm fired up. That's it. Uh, <clears throat> hard work beats talent any day of the week. Uh, the person with talent may not work as hard as you. So uh, most definitely put that work in, put that time in, and you will see dividends um, do y'all have to study like a, a range of different types of law or only what you specialize in? Yes, you study a range of different types of law. And it although law school was very hard, studying for the bar exam was even harder. Mm. And, and I'll just touch on this a little bit because you did kind of ask me how was the process of it. And so studying for the bar exam. I let everything go. And I had a baby. My baby was probably nine months, Mm -hmm. 10 months, that stage where he tore every page that was before him. So I tried to do it. I tried to do it. I tried to study with him. And I tried to, you know, wake up, drop him off, pick him up, put him to bed, get back to studying. That didn't work for me. So I had to talk to myself and say, hey, you need to do what's best for your family. Because at that point, it's not just me. It's my family. I have a husband as well. Mm -hmm. So I ended up talking with my mom. And here's that support system. And her and my dad, they were elated to keep the baby because I was going to let them keep him the last four weeks. But after studying for two weeks, I said, I'm not going to pass it if I keep going down this path. Right. I ended up waking up studying, going to bed studying. It was a very strict schedule. I had maybe 30 minutes of time that I would talk to anybody on the phone. It doesn't matter who it is. If it was mm-hmm. my friends, my mother, whoever, I had 30 minutes. If they didn't call within that window of 30 minutes, they would have to catch the next day. Right. <laughs> I was very strict with my studying, but, and then that goes back to the same thing I said. That's the time you have to put in the time. Now Mm -hmm. it's a very hard test because although I consider myself um, in the top tier of my class, I had to put in extra time. I had Barbary. It was a bar prep class and the class, it may be started at eight, ended at five, but my night ended at about 1130. Mm. That was not for four weeks. That was for about nine to ten weeks straight that I had. Wow. Time. Yeah. So it was torture. That's talk about sacrifice. 
Yeah, it was torture and it was sacrifice. And the way that I told myself, because I'm a new mom, mm-hmm. I didn't want to say, mom, can you keep my baby for six weeks instead of four? But right. I had to because I said, if I don't put in this time now, I'm going to have to do it again. I'm going to have to take it again. And it's going to be even longer that I need somebody to keep my baby. Absolutely. So it's definitely a sacrifice, but it's doable. I like to end by saying it's doable. Yeah. <laughs> So just I did it. Somebody else can do it too. Whoever's looking to do it, they can do it. Love it. Key to the City Podcast. We have Judge Shaquina McKenzie in the building with us. Two more questions. I'll let you go. She got court coming up. Um, would you change anything about your journey thus far? I would not. I would not. And that's because I know bad things will happen or challenges will happen. But I like to take all of those because for me, it's not so much about where you're going, but the climb. What did you do? Like, Mm -hmm. remain the same person. Did you remain true to yourself to get there? So I'm okay with because I'm the first attorney in my family. On my mom's side, my dad's side, that immediate family range, I'm the first attorney. So I didn't have anybody to call and say, hey, how do you do this? Can you help me with this assignment? I didn't have that luxury. But my little sister will and whoever else in my family that wants to go to law school, they will have that. So I wouldn't change it at all. I, I put myself on this path so I can help somebody else. And whether that's family or anybody, I'm open to helping people. Love it. Need more like you. Need (laughs) more like you. And my last question, I guess I could have piggybacked on uh, when we're talking about the bar, but like, uh, give me an example of some of the questions that they ask either during testing in law school or on the actual bar. Well, some of, they call it practical questions. Mm-hmm. So I know in Mississippi for the bar exam is you have MBE, which is the multiple choice, and you have like the writing portion of it. Mm-hmm. And it's not you would think like, okay, the multiple choice would be the easiest part, but it's not. Because with the multiple choice, you have to know all of the background information that basically the whole area of law teaches you. You have to know all of that in order to get one question right. Because every answer, every answer choice that's there is sort of, is sort of correct. But you have to know one nuance that's going to change it from being A to the correct answer is actually B. So, um, it, the questions, I can't really, I can't really say like exactly how Mm -hmm. they are, but it's, it's intense. And it's definitely, but there are, there are bar prep classes that are available. Okay. There are free bar question classes. Well, not classes, but bar questions online that you can kind of search through. I did one simulated practice exam. They kind of recommend two, but mm-hmm. I felt like I knew myself. And for me, I wanted to learn all of the rules, not necessarily can I sit down in a seat for eight hours. Right. I can do that if I know all of the rules. And then another thing is I never use flashcards the entire time of my educational career. Never. I don't like them. I don't care for them. 
for the bar exam, I had to have them. Yeah. So it's just a matter of kind of figuring out what works for you, utilizing all of the resources that you have. Like I said, I did have a bar prep class. It's very expensive, but it's worth it if you put in that time. I bought an additional book. I bought additional cards. I made my own cards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of doing everything. If you don't really know what works, try everything. And right. you, what's what's the worst that can happen if you try everything? <laughs> Facts. Woo. Well, I thank you so much for joining us and coming through and inspiring my audience. Uh, we appreciate you. We salute you. We support you. Um, we're thankful for everything that you're doing um, to not only inspire our community, but the world and itself. And man, hey, if y'all looking for inspiration, go follow this young lady, follow her career, keep up with what she's got going on. And, uh, you know, you can do just like her, but you got to put the work in, you got to put the time in and make the sacrifice. Um, I'm going to stay away from the lost side and stick to the creative side. That's where I operate at, but I work hard in it. You understand me? Yes, so. let's do it. Let's do it. So I thank you for blessing my platform. I see nothing but greatness in your future. Continue to do great things. And uh, I'm just thankful I got a contact whenever I come through speeding through Macomb. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, any last words for us? Um, I just, I guess I can use this time to kind of tell people that, yes, I'm a judge, but I'm, a, I'm still a practicing attorney. I'm still a practicing okay. attorney. So I do practice personal injury. I practice real estate closings and I do mm. family law. Yeah. Okay. On a serious note, I might get with you though in the next <laughs> six months because I've been looking at some property out there in Macomb. So okay. yes. Don't Let's be shocked. I won't. I won't. All right. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I definitely enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us. She is just Shaquina McKenzie. I am your host, Keone G. This has been another episode of Key to the City Podcast. Peace and pleasant. Peace and blessings, everyone. We'll see y'all next time. Thank you, Queen. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.